Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host. Here as always with my ever helpful, technologically superiorly like educated <laughs> co-host Donnelly. I can't even spell technology, so I don't know why you put me in charge of this. Well, don't come to us for spelling lessons, but if you need a urologist, <laughs> we are here. This are show was brought to you by NAU Urology Specialist. That's the urology specialty clinic that uh, I started in 2007. <laughs> we are located in Austin, Texas. Our very first office was in Round Rock, Texas, a little north of Austin. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people listen to us on the radio, which we love, and this is made into a podcast. And so then we have listeners all over the world. Mm -hmm. Do you know that we have over 50,000 downloads? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We've only been doing this for, over, what, like two years? Yeah, I, I wouldn't tell people all that. Oh, now it doesn't sound so... We've been doing it for 17 years, and we have 50,000 downloads. <laughs> <laughs> Not impressive. I'm a board-certified urologist. This is a men's health show. We cover topics that you would traditionally think would be covered by a urologist like erectile dysfunction and enlarged prostate and ball pain. And, but then we also have a lot of guests that uh, talk to us about other aspects of men's health, whether they mm -hmm. be uh, cardiovascular health or orthopedic health. And if you're looking for uh, some of the you know, some advice from some of the best surgeons uh, and physicians in this city. You can find them on the podcast. They've been our guests. They are referring doctors. They are partners. And if you need a doctor of any sort, just send us an email and we'll send you who we think can do a really good job for you. Mm -hmm. Ask for me. I'll certainly take care of it. Send it to armormenshealth at gmail.com. We're happy to help. And those doctors, by the way, don't pay us. That's right. They're just our friends they're that just we our, know are they're awesome They're just our doctors. friends, and they're people that we would go to ourselves. Right. We are still seeing patients, both uh, virtually and in person. We are taking care of all of your urologic needs, including uh, a big uptick in issues related to testosterone and erectile dysfunction. I'm seeing a lot of patients with those kinds of issues. Mm -hmm. uh, we're diagnosing a lot of prostate cancer this year. Since a lot of patients delayed their care last year, we are seeing a lot more prostate cancer this year. So if you have abnormal tests, if you have concerns, we'd love to see you. Donna, how do people get a hold of us? Uh, you can call us at 512-238-0762. Our website is armormenshealth.com. And our email address again is armormenshealth at gmail.com. I think they remember it when I sing it. Except you're only singing the gmail.com, which they never forgot in the first place. I'll make a song next time. <laughs> <laughs> Your questions really drive this show. And, uh, of course, whatever question you have, I can only assure you a thousand other men have. Mm -hmm. and just don't want to ask. True. So if you have a question, if you have the ability to hear in the in the car and get home and remember the website, you can also go to our practice website, northaustinurology.com, mm -hmm. and uh, there'll be a Ask Question to the Radio Show People link there. Is so Donna, Yeah, I don't Ask know. Questions to the Radio Show link people there. <laughs> would you, would you ask, tell us about a question? <laughs> we got a question. Speaking of thousands of people, this one's COVID-related, so it's timely. This is from a lovely lady. Hello, Donna Lee and Dr. Mystery. I like that she put my name first. Mm -hmm. I'm a concerned wife. My husband is 76 years old, Vietnam vet, exposed to Agent Orange, has had quite a year and a half health-wise. July 2020, he spent seven days at St. David's with COVID. Even after discharge, he had viral pneumonia for the following two months. He was then discharged, I'm sorry, diagnosed with prostate cancer and underwent nine weeks of HFLD radiation. During his treatment, his sleep pattern was around 11 to 12 hours a day. Ooh, that's a lot. In early April, his sleep pattern lengthened to 16 to 17 hours a day. 
mostly REM sleep with active dreams. He's had uh, lab work, nothing out of range, bone scan zero, sleep study, very mild sleep apnea. I asked his neurologist to evaluate for Parkinson's. She, in turn, ordered a DAT scan to evaluate his dopamine receptors. Can you think of other possible causes? Having chronic fatigue after a prolonged illness is not completely out of the norm. Out of the norm. And then a lot of patients report increased fatigue during radiation therapy. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing, and this is not in the, in the message, but I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. that if they if somebody put him through radiation so soon after being diagnosed and treated for prolonged covid mm-hmm. that he must have had a bad prostate cancer because if his prostate cancer wasn't that bad they might have waited oh. but if it was a bad prostate cancer then they probably put him on something called hormone ablation therapy and again that's not in the listener's note but mm-hmm. and th- sometimes the patient doesn't even know they're getting the therapy because they'll be diagnosed Why? with cancer, they'll go to the doctor's office, they'll send them to the radiation doctor, and the radiation doctor will say, okay, well, we have to give you this shot to make the radiation work better. Mm-hmm. And what hmm. that shot is doing is it's taking away all your testosterone. Oh. And if you're a man in his mid-70s and you have no testosterone, you're tired. You're going to be sleeping for 16 hours. Wow. And so oh. that that's my guess. And so... For that, Mm. we have a number of, we try to approach the fatigue in a very naturopathic way because to help the radiation kind of sink in, we don't want to necessarily reverse the the testosterone ablation that's been done. Can you just add testosterone? You could just take testosterone. Okay. But if you just took testosterone, you might reverse some of the impact that the radiation was having on the prostate cancer. How does that relate to testosterone? Well, what happens is when you have prostate cancer and... Um, this, it's a great question because all the time people are asking me if taking testosterone will make prostate cancer worse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've talked about this on the show before, but uh, if you if you take somebody's, and this is even urologists, some of my own partners have given me the same lecture, and I and and I and I have to talk to them about the science of it. Mm-hmm. It's that somebody won a Nobel Prize once showing that if you cut the testicles off a man with prostate cancer, his Hmm. cancer grew slower. Hmm. And so that led everyone to believe the opposite, which is that testosterone feeds prostate cancer. But it's not exactly the case. Taking away testosterone will starve a prostate cancer, but won't kill it. It just makes it into a more aggressive form of cancer. Oh. Oh, my. So although for a while the cancer slows down, it then can come back. But when you starve a cancer with by taking away testosterone, mm-hmm. it becomes more susceptible for the radiation to kill it. So by starving it, then you radiate it, then the cancer has a more chance, a higher chance of dying. And that's what the data uh, shows. Okay. So that's why hormone ablation therapy with aggressive prostate cancer is used in conjunction with radiation therapy. Hmm. Now, getting back to my other question of whether or not testosterone increases your risk for prostate cancer... Uh, I try to use a number of analogies. None of them have been very good. But the idea is this. <laughs> is like if you put a lot of food in front of somebody, you may not make them fat because they'll just eat until they're full and then stop eating. Mm-hmm. So whether your testosterone is 200 or 1,200, it won't make any difference to the prostate cancer. It's our, It only needs testosterone level of 50. If it's above 50, it doesn't care if it's 50 or any number. Oh, okay. But if it's below 50, it starves. Hmm. So, hmm. 
So if you're if you if if you are at 200 or 300 and you take testosterone, it does not numerically increase your chance of getting cancer. In fact, if you have cancer, it doesn't make it any worse. Hmm. There's data coming out now from increasing numbers of uh, large-scale studies that show that if you have prostate cancer and you make your testosterone normal, that in fact you have a less likelihood of getting recurrence or progression of your disease. And in some ways, although it's hard to kind of really put your mind around, it does make sense. The more normal your body is, the more it's able to stay normal and fight off cancer. Because mm-hmm. cancer is the abnormal state. Mm-hmm. Low testosterone is the abnormal state. Right. Being normalized with testosterone um, should help. This is also true of women and breast cancer. Breast cancer is such a fearful diagnosis for women. Mm-hmm. Even though, by the numbers, most breast cancers are really not something that is, that is life-threatening, right. for the most part. It was like a death sentence 20 years ago, but now... People are surviving. They are surviving, and we're. Some would argue that we may be overdiagnosing them and overtreating men, women, with prostate cancer mm. with breast cancer because, because it wasn't going to harm them really in the for the first place. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you shouldn't get screened. It just means that when you get diagnosed, you should have a real clear understanding of how risky the disease is. Mm-hmm. But the risk of hormone replacement with breast cancer, I think, has been overblown, especially in the younger woman, especially in the woman who's just now going through menopause. And similar to the fears of testosterone therapy, a lot of it is just kind of how people have interpreted data that they may not fully understand. But scientifically, the data is usually supportive of the use of hormone therapy as we get older to normalize our bodily functions. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what we want. We want to live longer and better. And feel better. We don't mm-hmm. want to just be like drug into our 90s. We want to run into our 80s, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I think that if you Good are point. looking to feel better, to maximize how you're doing, um, and to, uh, even if you have prostate cancer, understand what role testosterone normalization therapy will have for you. Um, and for this particular uh, listener, I think that one of the reasons that uh, her husband is so fatigued right now mm-hmm. is likely because of hormone re- ablation therapy where they take away your testosterone. Okay. Great question. That was a good question. Good answer. It's almost like you have a degree from Baylor. Baylor College of Medicine. <laughs> you can call us during the week at 512-238-0762. Our website is armormenshealth.com. And you know our email address. It's armormenshealth at gmail.com. The Armor Men's Health Hour will be right back. If you have questions for Dr. Mystery, email him at armormenshealth at gmail.com. 